Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that is ready, ready, ready. Yes, we are. Uh, we're back properly for a new run of episodes to accompany you through the entire season. There will be highs, there will be lows, and because we're Bengals fans, there will be crushing disappointments and much swearing on social media. Uh, there will be bad pizzas, hungover, exhausted days at work after we win against Pittsburgh on the Monday night game. And there will be tears and there will be everything else in between. I don't know where to start with this. It really is the start of this season. Jo- about time too, isn't it really? Um, anyway, joining me for the ride is the plum to my duff, the spotted to my dick, the rice to my pudding, the swiss to my roll, the sticky toffee to my pudding and the cream to my my horn, it's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Good evening, Paul. You get a bit hungry this evening, I can see. Yes, there's the a, sugary tweets that you're. Uh, yeah, there's a pudding. It was a, definitely a pudding based uh, introduction there. Yeah, absolutely. Pudding themed. Why not? Yeah, exactly. So, how are you feeling then, Sam, for the season? You, because um, I know we've, you know, we've got literally a couple of days to go now. We've got a Thursday night game in three days' time. And then our beloved Bengals kicking off Sunday night, late game. Not late, but late for us in the UK. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Against the know. Seahawks. Against the Seahawks. and Clowney and, and all those guys. Uh, you know, the big... Uh, I mean, like Seattle as well. They're brutal, big. aren't they? Massive stadium. 12th man. You know, the rabid fans. You know, it's going to be a... If we, can, if we can knock them off, mate. You're going to be absolutely mate, I'm over the be buzzing off my nut on this podcast next week. I tell you. Well, as I say, we'll be with you throughout the season. We've got some special guests lined up. We've got, well, just me and Nathan talking nonsense as per usual. We've got uh, lots of you guys uh, contributing. Uh, and, of course, we've got 60, well, dare I forget, lest we forget, uh, we've got a game at Wembley this season. So that's pretty amazing. Um and we've got 16 games to get through. We're going to get through them together, OK? We're going to stick together because you know what it's like being Bengals fans. And with the state of our offensive line, it's <laughs> going to be a bit tricky, I think, this year. However, this is our bumper preview show for the 2019 season. A new day uh, with Zach Taylor, uh, our old chum, Zach Taylor, friend of the podcast, friend Zach of the Taylor. Pod. Um, he's in charge. Uh, it's all going to be different. We're going to be much better, and we're going to win the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> More or less. What are you drinking? More tonight? or less. Are you so I get it tonight. You know, I was in. A, you could have told me this because I was. I was getting a burrito for dinner, right? Beautiful burrito I had, and they were like, "Look, burritos eight ninety five. They're like, "We'll do you a burrito and a beer for a tenner." And I was like, "No, no, I'm not drinking tonight. Not drinking." Tonight. I get here. And look at it, you laid me on some Bud Lights, mate. In, in true go. American fashion, dilly dilly. Well, dilly dilly, forget dilly dilly. That can go straight up your ass. But um, <laughs> Bud Light, I know that you're a fan of the... Uh, that's why I accepted it. There you go. It's not going to be too buzz. It's just a nice little refreshing tipple. There you go. And on the other side of the, on the, other side of the tennis net, what are you drinking? Camden Hells, the old yeah, favourite. I thought I'd kick off it's the a season local, it, for with a local brew. Unfortunately, there were no tiger stripes left. Uh, but there is Cameron Hill, so we're going to be doing that. Now, the layout for this show, as I say, it's quite a bumper episode here in the sewing room. We're going to be going through, obviously, lots has happened since we were last with you, uh, not least uh, on the pitch, and we'll, I'll explain a little bit about that later. Um, so we haven't done, we've missed out pre-season, but we can't go through everything. We'd be about four hours, I think. We're going to need 30 seconds each on what you thought about the pre-season, just, just an overview of it. Um, uh, uh, 
just I don't know um, one well, that's, word. That's ten seconds. seconds you already on that, on that gibbering. <laughs> well, that should that should tell you everything, really. <laughs> yeah. How what I think about praise is. I it's, think it's got worse. The the whole thing, like right, right. I wasn't that impressed by the Bengals. Truth be told, I thought there was glimmers. Yeah, of I thought quality. there was moments. Damian Willis stood out. You know, it was amazing for him to make the roster as an undrafted player. But I think gen- generally, I've never seen less of the starters playing across the league. Yeah, we'll get, uh, we've it, got a question about that yeah, later, it, actually. It just really felt to me like a bit of a sort of like B-team type reserve league. Yes, yeah. And they should probably think about that, just having the guys on the practice squad or, you know, enlarging the practice squad and just having these sort of, you know, games. It's not, to me, you, they're not preparing the players for the season. In no way, shape or form would you say Andy Dalton's got a good workout from that body of four pre-season games. No, uh, I agree. I didn't watch too much of it. I watched the highlights. No, I watched the and, less of it I've you know, ever seen. Um, it was great to have football back and great to see the guys back on the on the um, the pitch. And you know, we did learn a few things about the new Zach Taylor offense. There was a lot of play action yep. going on. You can see that's going to be huge for this team uh, going forward. Um, but what we're going to do? We do have a special guest, and for the third time. It's uh, Jeff Hobson. The veteran of the pod. Jeff absolutely. Uh, a podcast stalwart. Our old friend Hobbers is back on the podcast. Uh, senior writer for Bengals.com. The most optimistic man in the world. We'll, we'll <laughs> test that out a little bit later uh, in about half an hour's time. Um, but first, we're going to go through the um, each position group just to see. Because yeah. obviously there was a brutal weekend of roster cuts um, some surprises, some not so surprises. I think, I, I think the expected cuts outweighed the surprises. I think, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, what, what position do you want to start in? Let's so? start with quarterback then. Quarterback. Um, now this was one of the most yeah, surprising. Yeah. Um, they kept three quarterbacks. Um, Ryan Finley, who. Uh, apparently was shocking. Who looked absolutely shocking at camp? Yeah. Came on and looked. Pretty good, I have to say, during the preseason. Yeah, from what I think I saw. they got exactly the best case scenario what they thought. They knew he was going to be good at those sort of accurate short passes, quick drop, get the ball out of his hand quickly. Played it to perfection. I worry about Finley. And a few people have said they worry about his ceiling. You know whether he can take that step, and they they question his arm strength and other bits and pieces. But from what they asked him to do. Fantastic. I also liked his pocket presence. Yeah, absolutely. He looked really he looked very, solid very good. in the pocket. Stepping up. Stepping avoiding, up. Yeah, he, yeah. I have to say, he looked better than Dalton yes. in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not saying he's a better quarterback than Dalton. No, Far no, no, from no. it just yet. But but I think you, you're right about his ceiling. These were exactly the same words that people were talking about Dalton. What is his ceiling? I think yeah. he's a, I think he's light for light with Dalton. Yeah. I really do. And I think that, you know, they've gotten rid of Jeff Dis- Driscoll. Yeah. The writing was on the wall for Jeff when he started taking punts or punt returns yeah, in practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lining up at reps at wide receiver. Yeah, You've got to yeah. think, oh man, just end it now. You know, yeah, just... Yeah. Leave with dignity. Let him leave yeah, with dignity. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, we don't hate Jeff Driscoll. He did a He good... looked all right at points, but I just think... But the trouble yeah. is, when Dalton went out and Driscoll came in, they were two completely different yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Driscoll was a, a biggish armed yeah. kind of, you know, RPO sort of guy. He was an athlete as well. Dalton was a kind of quick release, West prototypical yeah. West Coast offense quarterback. A bit so, like yourself. A bit like me, yeah. Uh, when so when um, when Dalton went out and this new guy came in, the offense was just completely out of sync. So 
I think it's actually a good move that they've got another guy in. If Dalton does go down, um, that they can just bring this guy in. He's like for like, and yeah. you'd hope the offense wouldn't miss a step. Good draft pick from what you see. I mean, and that's the thing sometimes with these quarterbacks that get the ball out quick. You forget with Dalton, he came on the scene and he just he took off straight away. He didn't need two or three years to sort of develop like some sort of quarterbacks. Dalton came in that first year when everyone had us going 0-16. He took us to the playoffs. So, you know, look, look into someone like Finley. He's coming quick. He started well. Hopefully we don't see him this year. You know, in touch wood, we don't see him on the field this year unless he's, you know, just finishing off drives and kneeling them out or he's, you know, we're resting, you know, we're resting starters at the end of the year. Yeah, and getting yeah, him yeah, in. yeah. But I think... Hopefully, you know, he has he learns a lot. I mean he's a very I think he's he had the highest Wonderlick score of any quarterback at the combine. Oh really, really, yeah. Very smart guy. Yeah. So if he can sit there behind Dalton, who's a very good I think Dalton as well, a smart guy, they you know, a lot of the time they praise his reading of the, the offense and stuff like that. If he can learn from Dalton, he can pick up the t- uh, the scheme, we see him again next preseason or you know, whatever happens with Dalton's contract situation, it, it gives you at least something up your sleeve. And then, slightly surprising, although I've been rooting for this guy all pre-season, I've had my eye on him, is Jake Delgado. Don't you, don't you be saying that with B, BW I know, Web I, I genuinely you have. you and BW Web have got this budding romance. And he's going to be, <laughs> listen, B, BW Web, I know for a fact, listens to this podcast. Well, exactly, he's going to And he's going to be saying, hang on a minute, Paul. I thought I was the guy. Like, here. what's happening? Dolgala, what's going on? No, I've got a major, uh, well, not a major, but I've been watching out for Dolgala <laughs> and I... <laughs> And uh, no one still quite knows how to pronounce his name, um, but he's got a really great story. You know, injured. Yeah. You know what? You know, undrafted free agent was reckoned to have been about a sort of fifth, sixth rounder, maybe a bit higher. But right at the end of the process, he was climbing boards, and then we nabbed him. And I think he looks good. Again, he's something slightly different to what we normally he's have. He's a big geezer as well. I six, didn't re- six seven. He is the geezer. I mean, I'm six six, and he, I didn't realise he's bigger than me. <laughs> Same here. Um, <laughs> wide. He didn't is. look. He didn't look that. When I was looking at the screen. I didn't necessarily see that. And then I was looking at him. You know, six foot seven. His bio says. I yeah, yeah. Madness. But again, he is something a bit different. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, he is. He is. I am sort of seeing how how mobile he is. But he he's got an arm on him. Some of the he throws impressed in that fourth game. Amazing. When and they just chucked him in, he had a good game. He had a, he had a throw down the sideline. Yeah. Dying. Right in the yeah. absolutely beautiful. And he was just chucking seeds about, wasn't he? It was just amazing. Yeah. But he looks quite raw. Looks quite raw. Yeah, yeah. And I think the surprise was they kept three quarterbacks, but I think think they didn't want to risk it. Yeah, I because think, I think he, I he would have gone on to waivers. He yeah. would have been claimed, and he I, wouldn't have gone to the practice. No, and it's, it's interesting for the Bengals to not only go with two backup quarterbacks or three quarterbacks overall, but two quarterbacks that are backing up that have not one snap of NFL experience. Unusual to go with two rookies. I have on a the bold. Roster. I have a bold prediction. Go on. This will be Andy Dalton's last year as a Bengal. You think? Yeah. Why? Why? What makes you say that? Because they've kept two other quarterbacks. I just think they're just starting to groom people. Now, I might be wrong, but I, I don't know. I've got a feeling it could be. Depends. Um, and the way yeah. Taylor has gone about this this roster cuts, it's been felt, it's felt quite sort of night of the long knives. It's quite kind of brutal and ruthless. Yeah. And well, he wants to clear... Shakespearean. The sooth, <laughs> Josh Malone. <laughs> He wants to put his stamp on it, doesn't he? I mean, if you ever take over a team, it's like a football... I beseech thee. <laughs> Have you ever played football manager? 
Yes. Hold on, we've just gone from Shakespeare <laughs> to football manager. When you get football you get manager, all the co- you listen just to get rid of everyone. You, d- you want your own lads in. Exactly. But you listen to Cincinnati and you get the full gamut the f- of <laughs> cultural references here. Right, no, I agree, I agree. But th- th- this did feel different. It felt like we're going to get on to the next kind of, yeah. you know, um, position group, which is wide receiver. Now, obviously, we've got AJ and we've got John Ross, who seems to be practising again, which is yeah. good news. Uh, Tyler Boyd, fantastic. Alex Erickson, we know what we get from Alex Erickson. I feel like Erickson, there's been people chirping about trades for him, haven't there? Yeah, I was. I and was, obviously, Pharaoh Cooper coming in. Well, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Cody Core, you know, had a decent preseason, I thought. And I don't think he's awful, Cody Core, but he got cut. I, I think that's the right choice. Yeah, I maybe. I really do. Uh, and then Josh Malone was kept, but then he was waived for Pharaoh Cooper, a man called Pharaoh Cooper. That's a good name. Though. It's a it's solid, a solid name. It's a solid name. It's a solid name. So it's like, hold on, what's going on? They're not mucking about. And Cooper, that ain't his real name, is it? Fair, well, why, why I bet it ain't his real name. Well, what I else bet he's christened that in something like John... Pharaoh Cooper, Cooper John Cooper. <laughs> if it is Pharaoh, I'd give him mad amounts of credit. By right. um, well, we'll ask him when we get him on as a guest. <laughs> but, of course, he worked with uh, Zach Taylor in uh, in LA yep. at the Rams, so he knows him. He's a good kick-off returner, apparently, um, and he's got a bit of special teams. So, But, yeah, there was a bit of, you know... In and out, Auden Tate as well was kept. That's amazing. Yeah, I like that a lot. I and think I get, he's deserved I, his spot. Yeah, I think so. I think I he's think, gone away. That yeah. you can see the improvement. And that's the thing with the reason with Malone and Core is they've been there longer and they've had their chance. And I think every preseason against second team, third team players, you can say, "Oh, they had a good game," you know. But I think we saw a lot more from Willis this preseason from Auden Tate. Well, yeah, to just say, about to get on to Damien Willis, the undrafted yeah. free agent. He was um, Zach came out and told everyone a couple of weeks ago that he is going to be starting yeah, against Seattle. That's bold, isn't it? That's bold. I but like Marvin's it. Marvin's never doing that. No, no, that. no. He's holding his cards close to his chest. Yeah. Well, not only that, he would never start an undrafted free agent in place no. of AJ. No. Um, so you know, bold. I like it. I like the boldness. Well, yeah, I mean, so do I. But let's hope. Let's hope it pays. <laughs> the proof off. of yeah. the pudding, yeah. Nathan. Yeah, yeah, is in the eating, and uh, I mean, are you in your puddings? Tonight? I know. Is a, I'm going to keep the pudding theme, yeah. and uh, no, but yeah. So we've got um, wide receivers: AJ Ross, Boyd, Erickson, Tate, Willis, and Cooper. Fair play to uh, Auden Tate, who obviously went away, improved his game, worked on the stuff they wanted him to work on. Yeah, um, he's always had good hands and. a Big catch radius, and he's a big guy. But by, from what I saw, he seemed to be running routes uh, a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, he was getting in the mix, and, and apparently he's sort of done some business on this, on specialty. So maybe they thought, you know, we don't have to keep uh, Cody Core because of specialty. And this is the big difference, I think. is It is like um, they seem to be keeping players... Um, that actually deserve to be there. They're not like, oh, we've got to keep them because you know they're good on special teams. Yeah, yeah. it's like form. It's a bit more they're ag- playing a bit the best. More aggressive roster management. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think for me, last thought on the wide receivers. I think that unit goes from being a very good unit with AJ Green healthy to being average without him. We'll see. That's what I think. I think there's some potential there. I think you, Cooper's probably always going to be more of a special teams guy. I think they might have brought him in potentially to use for the end of rounds and the sweeps and stuff and to get him involved a bit like that. Yeah, we'll see. I wouldn't rule that out. We'll um, see. 
They've got Ericsson as well, who's, you know, good for that sort of stuff. But I think it's putting a lot of pressure on Tyler Boyd. I think because John Ross, I don't think going into that game against Seattle with his injury concerns, his lack of game in the preseason, that he's going to be that much of a factor. I hope I'm wrong. And I think for Boyd, him going in there, and he's got Willis, an undrafted rookie, starting alongside him, no AJ Green. I think that that really puts a lot of pressure on and probably makes it about, at best, an average junior. You stick AJ Green in there, and all of a sudden, I'm getting excited. I think if you've got a healthy AJ Green, a Tyler Boyd, and then you've got Ross, slash Tate, slash Willis, slash Ericsson, that's a good unit. Yeah. But it really, we really can't afford to go that green, is, is what I think. Okay, uh, we're going to running backs, and nothing much to say here. Obviously, we've got Mixon, who was kind of kept back a little bit, I'd barely say. Barely played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bernard as well. Yeah. Barely played. Um uh, Travion Williams did play but got injured but I think he's okay for Seattle and he looked pretty good you know yeah. I mean it's not much you, you know you can do much in pre-season you've just got to do what the coaches say Rodney Anderson however did look quite good that was a real shame that. Yeah, I thought he looked fantastic yeah, in that one game he yeah had. and what a shame to uh, he really re torn the same ACL that's, that's hard that's brutal um, now just with his back injury before that and a few other I mean, would you, I mean, does he do an Andrew Luck and just kind of say, "Look, do you know what? God, this is this is hard work, and I want you know, I've got to think of my body going forward." Yeah, yeah. But he's he's obviously got talent. Yeah. But they've obviously picked up um, Samajay Perine from um, Perine, Perine, Perine. Perine, I think. Okay, from Washington. That's not a bad picker. I think he yeah, played he's with Mixon in Oklahoma. Yeah. And he's done some a few nice things in in the NFL, so um, that's not a bad pickup. Uh, we wish Rodney Anderson. So we well. tried to go for Wendell Smallwood. Yes, he put a claim good. on him. He's yeah. a good little, uh, good little. This is what I think Taylor likes little gadgety players. Like yeah. Smallwood's very smart, um, sort of short guy. I think he's a bit more elusive and so like yeah. that. It would have been nice to, you know, I think he's looking for that sort of a back. So, yeah. Brian, I think for mixing, it's smart to keep your number one back happy. Yes. I don't know how much of the boy will see. Probably not a lot. No, I think no, it's no. But he's the fourth. It'll be the fourth. It's, it's, it's going to be the mixing show this year. Yeah, it, it is. It really it is. is. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to that a bit later. Now then, the offensive line. Um, we've had a correspondence. Jess Conley at Jess Ellis Conley. Uh, you'll be seeing a lot more of Jess this year on our social challenge uh, channels, I should say. Social challenge? Social challenge, no. Social challenge. I can't even talk. <laughs> social channels this year. That like um, Camdenel is doing its job. I know, absolutely. She said, I am sure you'll cover it, but what is your assessment of the current offensive line situation? Less dire than anticipated? And of course, all the love and shout outs to all you geezers across the pond. <laughs> Can't wait to see you in 50 to 55 days. Jess, uh, right back at you. We can't Great wait to, to see you. Um, I think we're f. I think that line is shocking. It's diabolical. I honestly <laughs> Sorry, think Jess, is. but. No, I think it's I've, diabolical. I mean, we, at the moment, we've got. We've got so basically, they Hopkins is going to start centre and eight. Christian Westerman saga was a joke. I'm yeah, not. I mean, no, no. not not wishing to kind of. He was obviously going through some stuff. Yeah. But how you know bowling retired quite uh, abruptly. Abruptly, but also absolutely understandably. Yeah, yeah. Kent Perkins retired. No great loss. No offence to Kent Perkins, but he didn't. He's played a few things, but yeah. And then you're wondering, a mm, couple of people have retired. Is that weird? Um, 
then you get the saga with Westerman and 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 poor he unretired and got cut again. <laughs> well, he 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 took some time off for non-football related matters. Yeah. So he's obviously going through some stuff, and we wish him well. And if it's you know a mental health problem or a, a family or, problem a or, or yeah. some sort of substance dependency yeah, problem, yeah. we hope he can get the help that he he needs. But that was weird. He went and came back, and then they kind of thought, well, no. They got shot of Christian Westerman. Alex Redmond is suspended but still on the roster. Yeah. Um, John Jerry. Um, they kept, decided to keep O'Shea Dugas. Again, that is a solid name as well. I love O'Shea that. O'Shea Dugas. I'd rather play than the name, though. I well, he, he, he was terrible in the Giants game, but if yeah. you look at PFF's rating, he's one of the top-rated rookie tackles throughout pre-season so I think he's got talent but you kind of thought that's a practice squad job somewhere Mm. to kind of develop and they might have another Trey Hopkins on their hands perhaps so I was surprised when he made the active the 53 but then he's gone on to IR today and they've re-signed John Jerry who looked pretty awful I thought right throughout pre-season Billy Price has been benched a yep. first round pick, another That's bold really move. Worrying that, isn't it? And Trey Hopkins, but I think I think I wouldn't be surprised if if it shakes out that Hopkins will play guard and Price will come back because he he was kind of half injured throughout preseason as well. So I do wonder whether he's, he's still not hundred percent. Clever to sort of like light a fire up Billy Price's ass. Yes, because he might. Not, I'm not saying he needs that, and he's been very. You know, when I've watched the interview with him after, and he seemed very. You know, humble about it. And he said, "Look, yeah. some people are sitting have a bottle of whiskey, and I, you know, cry about it, and I'm going to crack on with it." And he, and he always seems very mature for his age. But it's worrying that you've got a guy that, by all accounts, started his rookie year as the starter at centre. We didn't have anyone for the position. He played very averagely, if not slightly below. Got got hurt, yeah. made a few mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And then you're not even giving a geezer a regular season game. You're looking at that training camp and you're saying, Trey Hopkins has been around for a while. He's he been, did well at centre last year. He did year. do well, but it, I mean, when we're saying he did well, he, he's still not anywhere near, in my opinion anyway at the moment, and I let him prove me wrong, an average sort of starter well, I level think in the NFL. I think so. I mean, he's, look, he's thing is, if you spend the position though. I mean, he's naturally a guard. I mean, he, you know, you're putting him in at centre and he's you know, basically playing better than anyone else who is a centre on our roster, yes. which is... Pretty, it's not too difficult. Let's let's be honest. No, and no. I think, you know, you're looking across that line, and you're just thinking it has been decimated. I mean, you're talking about Cordy Glenn doesn't look like he's going to make Seattle, which is, you know, he's easily the most talented on our line and the most experienced, I would say, at the moment. And you're looking at bare bones going into that game. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Hart is looking like, you know, the Rolls Royce on that line at the moment, which is shocking. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so we're going into Seattle with uh, newly signed Jadeveon Clowney and KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner and all those lads. Oh, don't. With Andre Smith as the starting left tackle at the moment. It's unreal, isn't it? So we've got Andre Smith, Michael Jordan. Well done to Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good story. I hope hope he does the business. Trey Hopkins, uh, isn't it funny, right? Well, not funny. Uh, sort of tears of, tears of, uh, I don't know, not joy, not even sorrow, but madness, I think. Tears of madness. Um, <laughs> when you look last year and the right-hand side of the line was, was the weak point and the left-hand side of the line with Clint and 
Cordy Glenn yeah, and Billy Price good, yeah. was was kind of yeah that's the solid part of the line yeah, and now right. it's completely turned around but and it was good last year and you're, and you're <laughs> saying now that John Miller and Bobby Hart is like the strong point of the line um, that's that's something I did not expect that I guess the thing is if you kept it could be okay if Michael Jordan has a really good rookie year Trey Hopkins steps up at centre. Miller's always, by all accounts, a solid. fairly solid yeah, yeah. guard. And we say that the Bengals have seen something in Bobby Hart that leads us to believe that's why they gave him the money and he improves and he comes on. His second year as a proper starter, plays another 16 games. Great. We just need Cordy Glenn back. I mean, we can't be playing Andre Smith at left tackle. I mean, no. you know, and I think the one thing that last, last very, very quick thing, I'm really disappointed we've not gone out there and made a trade or done something. I expect it. it. We I really, it really did yeah. need to, I yeah. think. But then you look at the Laramie Tunsil yeah. trade. I mean, you're looking at two first round picks and a whole bunch of other things. There's no way the Bengals. It just shows you how how prized. Kenny Steele's there is was in that as well, though, wasn't he? Yeah, but, and a second rounder as well, yeah. I think. So two first rounders. Yeah, and a second for Steels and Tunsil. And that that is just mental. I think it is. Just shows you how. And of course, we would have been okay if Jonah Williams hadn't. Yeah. You know, that was a real gutter because then we would have Williams and Cordy Glenn. I will say this in pre-season that um, they looked much better in press protection and they did get better as the the pre-season went on. Yeah. So, but then again, we're now playing Seattle. Yeah. In Seattle. Away, yeah. And you look at their propensity for mental errors and you're looking at, you know, that, that stadium in Seattle, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just a recipe for false yeah, start, Bobby Hart, and all. but they might, you know, never know. Anyway, let's crack on. We've got ten minutes. We've got to get through the whole team. Um, tight ends, nothing much to report. I, no. quite, I kind of quite like the tight end room. Yeah, Eifert, cool. Uzuma, Sample, and Carter. We've got some questions about the the tight end room actually a bit later. So that's tight ends. Um, now throughout this uh, episode, our bumper. Preview season preview episode. We're going to be hearing from uh, not members because we're not a club. We're, we're people who follow a us. Gentlemen's club. At, well, not quite, Nathan. <laughs> you'd, you'd perhaps prefer that, but uh, <laughs> you filthy pilchard. Um, yes, we did this last year, and I put it out to a few people uh, to give us their what their thoughts about what's gonna what they're going to be looking forward to in their season pred- predictions and all the rest of it. Um, so here's our first one. Uh, some new voices this year that you've not heard before on the podcast and some old favourites. So take it away, guys. Right, thank you to those guys. A bit of a mixed bag there. We heard Leanne Fitzpatrick at LK underscore Fitzpatrick, Cahal Keen at I am Cahal, and Ben Wintle at Shabba underscore Dabba. Solid handle. And Ben, of course, was the person who came up with the name for Cincinnati. Yeah, that's, that's fair play to the geezers as well. And I think, I think, I think it's up to interesting points of view around there. You know, like, you know. Um, defensive line, we've got 11 there. That's probably the most exciting unit on the team. I think it's the strongest. I think Carl Lawson group. could have a real, he's the one candidate that could have yeah. a real breakout. Atkins, year. Billings, Willis. Glasgow as well. Hubbard played pretty well. Yeah, that's a good unit. Lawson looked pretty tasty. Just hope I don't see Gino and Carlos regress a bit this year with their age. I hope I don't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Kerry Wynn looked really good yeah, in pre-season. Yeah, it's a good unit. It's and a good unit. And the story, Renel came on a little yeah. bit. Uh, Josh Tupu, Ryan Glasgow. And, of course, the story of that line was Andrew Brown. Yeah, yeah, He looked yeah. sensational. Yeah. 
I mean, he. I don't know. We'll good see. unit, that. Very good unit, but 11 players there. Now then, we get to uh, uh, linebackers. They decided to keep four. Madness. Who knew Madness. that? Madness. Jimmy at D Witness says, hello, Jimmy, our old friend in Japan, Jimmy. Jimmy Bingham, who's, who's in for playing a whole season without linebackers? I think it's a novel and erudite concept, getting rid of a part of the team where you're weakest. Three O-linemen and seven receivers. Uh, VB at uh, Von Blade. How few linebackers is it possible to carry and still stand the chance of winning a game? We're one injury away from having to go with a six-and-one style of formation. Discuss or vent. I uh, Madness, so it is. So we've got uh, Preston Brown, yep. Nick Vigil, yep. Jordan Evans and Jermaine Pratt, who I thought looked really good as the season progressed. It's four pre-season. not bad players. Trouble is, my, my worry is that Nick Vigil has never finished a full season. He's always been out for like five or six well, games. Well, is a brutal position as well anyway, isn't The it? only thing that I can think of is that, I mean, you look at how much they played in nickel last year, and I think it was about 20 to 30%. So they, they didn't play that base, you know, 4-3 yeah. defence, you know, a lot. They didn't play it hardly. And I, The only thing that I can imagine is they're going to have... Uh, you know, shove Clayton Fedulum in there, floating around as a kind yeah, of almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you remember Anarumu used Landon yeah, Collins yeah, yeah. a bit like that as a an extra linebacker, so yeah, there might be a show. bit of jiggery pokery there. But also, they're going to be a nickel. They're going to be like a five-two-four or a I don't know a four-two-five or something like that. Yeah. You know, for the majority. So then it, but still, you still only got, you know. It, the thing is with that with the linebackers, there's not even one player on there that you know. You, re- I think, with the greatest deal of respect to Nick Vigil and Preston Brown, they are ceiling level average linebackers. I don't think either one of them has got it in them to take the next step to be an elite or quality linebacker. I think they're at the very highest level of their ability, an average, decent NFL linebacker. And I think Jordan Evans, you know, he's not even there yet. And then you've got, at the very end of the spectrum, you've got a rookie in Jermaine Pratt, who by all accounts looks good, much higher ceiling, hopefully, but he's a rookie nevertheless. And to learn that playbook and to learn the concepts and to adapt to your first year in the NFL is difficult. So it's, it's a huge worry, a huge worry. I, and I, I think you lose one of those to injury and it's just, where are we going from that? Like, no, I agree, you I know, agree. God forbid that Preston Brown gets in. He got injured last year Well, they get Hardy early. Nickerson back, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, they would. And then it's and at that point, it's just like, well, you know. You might as well that, me and you play a, there, really. Well, it's a very weak unit. We can't disguise that. No, no, it's a worry. And I think... Um, you think they're going to do anything? Or like, do you think they're happy to just say, well, that's, that's, our, that's our cards? Well, they are. I mean, unless something happens today. I mean, I've got Twitter open now but it was um it was I just think you've got to be throwing a trade out there and you've got yeah you've got, that's what maybe I thought. even like you know i mean i i know it'd be well, extremely got those unpopular Ill- but what about aj green i mean well, i'm being serious because it's like the, you we've know got the a question about the aj hold that thought hold that horse hold that horse and even you know what about dalton to indianapolis well, well, yeah, you know, Brissett's know. Good, better than well, not better than Dalton, but I think the Colts. Brissett's fans, not better than Dalton. He's not, but I think the Colts fans would rather go with Brissett than maybe. go with Dalton. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, linebackers a big worry, I think. And, well, I think um, possibly even more so than tackle. Yeah, I. 
it's interesting. I mean, you thought also because they've got sort of eleven defensive linemen, they might trade a Jordan Willis, for instance, who apparently yeah, yeah. you know is good, who played pretty well from what I saw, and good reports coming out of camp. But um, the th- the thing is, the last... Josh Tupu or someone like that, you know. Um, the, the thing is with it that I think it's difficult is with the offensive line I give them credit they tried to fix they drafted Jonah Williams the first yeah, round yeah. Line and you can't they brought in people like they John are, Jerry they're a bit more aggressive about trying to solve the problem it's well John great. Jerry had, had been retired so it didn't really take yeah. too much to, no he, true he but they still, they still went out and like brought some guys in and said look let's have a crack at this and try and improve the unit they, you know, they, you know they, they've moved it around John Miller they, they John can. Miller exactly so they made moves to improve that line which I give them credit even signing, re-signing Bobby Hart it's still plugging you know a gap at that point but I think with the linebacker position that's more baffling because they didn't bring in anyone they literally just signed Jermaine Pratt you know they got rid of the other rookie which was really interesting to Sean Davis yeah yeah six that round surprised pick, me giving you know. that up you know but, um, that, but that's the thing it's to me it's like well that was a huge problem last year I know what you're saying about Anarumu you know lining up these defences you might only be playing two linebackers on the field a lot of the time but you know, to me, it's have you not invested a first or a second in a linebacker, or then a priority free agent move, or then gone and picked someone up in a trade? Yeah. To me, it's bad. I, well, I find that still really might happen, surprising. but I doubt it. Um, Certainly not in time to make an impact on Sunday. No, I agree. Right. Um, defensive back. Um, I, th- unit. I, I think it's a good, good unit. unit. Yeah. William, at the moment, because uh, Denard's gone on to pop. Yeah. Pop. Um, uh, William Jackson, Drake, Patrick, uh, my guy, B.W. Webb. Your guy. Fedge. Yeah. Um, Tony McRae, D- Darius Phillips, um, Sean Williams, and Brandon Wilson, who was kept, I think, because of his special teams. Yeah. Um, Jesse a, Bates, you didn't say, did you? So, and Jesse Bates, yeah. yeah. Good good unit. Uh, it's a good unit, I think. They played, I mean, at, throughout that horrible last year I think they played pretty well actually certainly towards the end of the year Um, so I I don't have any worries about that I think the one thing with that unit is we desperately and we need this across the team we need someone like Jesse Bates to have an amazing year he had a very good year last year as a rookie we need him to take that step if this team's going to be competitive we need players like him to play at a pro bowl level and I hope he can now, I did promise a special guest, and we love having this man on because he's great fun, and he's also a very, very good writer as well. Uh, it is senior writer for Bengals.com. As I say, the third time on Cincinnati is Jeff Hobson, direct from the bowels of Paul Brown Stadium. Jeff, are you there? I am I am in the bowels, and I have not yet come out of the bowels. So oh, we're, uh, in, uh, well, we're, we're in g- good shape. We're going to launch a some sort of campaign to get you extracted from those bowels at some point, Jeff. Uh, don't worry, we'll get you out of there. We will, I promise. That sounds good. i got to get over there, because i got to be over there October 27th. Well, Can't exactly. You've got to get yourself it, down to the Admiralty and have a few drinks with us, you know what I mean? Absolutely. If, if you can guarantee me security, I will be there. <laughs> I will be, uh, I'll be there. Well, your adoring fans will probably, I don't know what they'll do when they'll see you. They'll go all weak need. It'll be like the Beatles coming over or something like that. I don't know. No, I think everybody's so into Boris. They won't even know we're there. I, I think. <laughs> right, right, Jeff, before we go any further, I need we need to dispel a rumour. And that is, is Jeff Hobson the fifth linebacker? <laughs> it's, uh, I was going to ask you if you were. Uh who knows? Maybe it's Andrew Brown. No, wow. one of the defensive linemen. No, I. Uh, yeah, that was a big topic. Uh, that was a big topic today. 
Paul and Nate. Uh, that was a uh, big one. Um, it seems to be the way they're going to go, and uh, they'll they'll get tested right out of the gate because Seattle uh, they come out with those you know that that uh, they come with the six man line kind of like the Bengals used to do mm-hmm. back in the day those those uh, that third tackle. So uh, at some point they're going to have to have a third linebacker out there. So it will be uh, it's going to be interesting. Jeff, looking, I mean, let's talking about the sort of offensive line there. I mean, there's been a lot of changes this off season. A lot of, you know, unfortunate with obviously Clint Bowling retiring and a couple of injuries on that line. What's what's your assessment of it going into the first week of the season? How how do you think it'll hold up against Seattle's fairly um, stern defense? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, you can't really judge this uh, unit like you could the other years with the. Uh, there's a different line coach. There's a different play caller, and I think. There's going to be, they're really going to bend over backwards to make sure that they uh, play as a unit and, and that they help each other. Uh, I think in years past, they've really relied on you know the great tackles to do it by themselves. They've obviously been really dented at tackle, losing their number one pick, Jonah Williams. So I think they're not only going to help the tackles, they're going to help each other. And I think it's going to be, you're going to see a situation where, uh, you know, they're going to be doing things more in tandem and doing more things to protect the line. You know, more runs, more play action. Uh, try to try to keep the defense guessing on what they're doing. You know, so they don't they don't tee up the offensive line. So I think with the different, I, you know, you can't judge. You know, I, you know, you can't judge Andre Smith on, you know, because Andre Smith is going to be used differently in this scheme than he was used with Paul Alexander in a Bill Lazor, Kenza, and Peasy scheme. It's completely different. And we'll have to wait and see, but, you know, you got to withhold judgment because I think, you know, you know, you hear, well, Andre can't play left tackle, but I think in this scheme he can because he's going to get enough help. Uh, but that to me, that seems to be the... And also, you've got a guy who brought his own offensive line coach, right, which I think is very interesting. you got a play caller, a coordinator, a head coach, who's got their guy as an offensive line coach, and that doesn't usually before they've pieced it together. Mm. Well, now these guys, are as a, these guys are as a unit. This is the third time that Jim Turner has worked with Zach Taylor. So these guys know each other backwards and forwards. And I think that's another reason why you really can't look at it like you have in years past. It's, you mentioned looking at things like years past, and you know you you were there for much of that Marvin Lewis era. Um, has it felt? I mean, to us, you know, four and a half thousand miles away, and watching you on the website and reading your words and and seeing uh, and, and da- seeing Dan and Lap and Marissa and all those guys. Um, to us, it's been quite exciting. You know, we kind of loved Marvin, but we we recognise right. and think, you know, it was time for a change, both for him and the team. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it's been quite exciting. We've had some really bold cuts this this weekend. Has it? What has it felt like to you? Has it felt kind of strange, yeah. or has it felt exciting and fresh and bold to you as well? Well, yeah, you know, it's like when Lord North called back General Gage from the colonies there when the war broke out. You, know? I mean, you it was, always uh, have to bring think, that war into it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, and, I, and let's face it, Marvin had a better run here than General Gage did in Boston. But <laughs> I think the thing, the thing, what were they trying to do? They were trying to shake it up, right? And I think that's what, you know, 
it got a little stale. And I think, you know, as, as, as great as the great things that Marvin did here, it was, uh, you guys saw it. You guys whiffed it. It was, it, it was stale. Mm. And uh, Marvin will probably be the first guy to tell you that. Mm. And uh, they, 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 it was interesting to me that they, you know, the most, let's face it, Marvin presided over the most sex, successful run in franchise history. Yeah. You know, yeah. playoffs, six out of eight years. It was a defensive guy, which is kind of ironic because this was an offense built by an I mean, this was a franchise built by an offensive genius in Paul Brown, mm. and they had a head coach. Their head coaches had always been offensive guys until this century with Dick LeBeau and Marvin Lewis. And now they, to me, they've gone back to their roots with Zach Taylor. Mm. Um, and you, you know, and you and you guys are exactly right. There is a difference. And what's the difference? Quite simply, Marvin was born in 1958, and Zach was born in 1983. And that's no shot at either of them. Mm. That's just the fact. Mm. You know, these guys are you know these are guys from different generations, and that's what we're seeing here a little bit. Is uh, we're seeing a team that's coached by a guy that was, you know, weaned in a different era, and uh, that's 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 been very interesting when it comes to you know when it comes to the weight room stuff. When it comes to, to me, it's pretty apparent when he's put together a schedule. He gives he he gives these guys a lot of rest. Yeah, make sure these guys don't get hurt. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think he's done a nice job with that. I mean, unfortunately, between AJ hurting his ankle and Rodney Anderson tearing his ACL, two things which you couldn't avoid. No, uh, you know that's unfortunately that's how the how training camp was bookended with those two injuries. But in between, you know, there's not another major injury. So, uh, you know, I, I you know, and and plus just the the scheme's different. You know what I mean? The offensive. Yeah. You can see by the way they and and they really it's tough because you haven't seen what they've got. You know they played it pretty vanilla, both offensively and defensively. But clearly they're going to do some. They've already showed us they're going to do something unorthodox at four backers. Yeah. And you know we're looking at an offense that's you know I think I've got I think uh, I think uh, Margaret, uh, I mean I think uh, I swear. That uh, Kate Kate caught a ball the other day for him. I mean, everybody else has caught a ball. Right. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, Cody Core was the leading receiver. They whacked him. Yeah. This this offense this offense will get the ball to you, yeah. and uh, and that and that's different. And you know that that's different. I, I you know you can't imagine Marvin keeping four backers. No, you know? no. Uh, um, you, you can't imagine Marvin whacking Cody Core and Josh Malone, two of their veteran receivers. I, I mean. They're basically replaced by rookies and, you know, hmm. waiver wire claims. And also, uh, Marvin would not have announced that he's starting a, an undrafted free agent wide yeah. receiver uh, like two weeks before the fixture, you know. Oh, he right. would have, he, yeah. He would have kept, that, kept yeah. that very close to his chest, wouldn't he? No, but, yeah, now, is that better? I don't know, but it's different. Yeah, it's different, absolutely. Um, Jeff, looking yeah. at the preseason, I mean, there's been a couple of real standout performances from some players. But who's really impressed you in the preseason? Who do you think could have an impact um, during the regular season? Kyle Lawson, just like he was when he was healthy. The yeah. guy's just unblockable, Nathan. I mean, he just doesn't. I mean, you can't get under him. You know, uh, he's like uh, he's like a t- he's like a contortionist on the edge. He just gets around <laughs> it. I, I think he's going to have a big year. I think Mixon. I mean, I you know. I, a guy I think is going to have a big year is Giovanni Bernard. I haven't seen they've kept him under they've kept him under wraps in yeah. camp, but I think this, these coaches are really going to use him uh, all, in all sorts of places, particularly with uh, AJ not being available out of the gate. I think yeah, we're going to see a lot of Gio. Yeah. Uh, those are two guys. Obviously, Willis has kind of caught everybody's fancy. 
and I think rightfully so. Uh, he can, you know, he knows how to track the ball. The Bengals have had guys like, you know, they've had, you know, uh, uh, Malone couldn't track the ball. He kind of struggled with that, you know. Uh, they really haven't had a guy opposite AJ that could track the ball really since Marvin's own. So uh, this kid gives them a little bit of that, you know. And uh, so, you know, and he's been a surprise. Look, he comes right out, comes out of Troy. And, uh, you know, you'd have to ask yourself with, with, with you know, in another, uh, in another uh, regime, we have gotten such a quick look. But I think also, too, they also had, a, they had injuries, too, and they may have, because with A.J. and John Ross not healthy, Willis was able to get his chance, and he, and he came through. And, you know, to Taylor's credit, he talked about Willis early and often, and the big thing was he gave the shot with the number ones almost right away. So mm-hmm. you take that's, in the that's interesting. There is. Then that one, the one thing, Jeff. This is almost. Oh, so not... I think that's it. You know, I think... Sorry, Jeff. I cut you off there. But um, but one thing that's like slightly not Bengals related that I was gonna just have a quick chat with you about is looking at the preseason this year with the four games and the Bengals starting, you know, using their starters less than they have in the past. Do you, what's your opinion on the whole preseason as like a process? I mean, do you think that it needs reformed? Does it need to drop down to two games? Does it, you know, how, what's your view of the sort of overall system there? Well, I don't know. It kind of borders on horrific, doesn't it? I mean, you guys have, uh, <laughs> you guys have, uh, you know, that's... Uh, it's a good answer. It's, it's torturous almost to watch, you know? I mean, um, I I'd, uh, um, I think, uh, you know, they uh, the poor guy get, you know, poor Rodney get hurt. Rodney Anderson get hurt. Poor his ACL. And I mean, what, what do you... Uh, uh, you know, ring up the coaches for, for playing them. You know, you send them to the Tower of London. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got to play. He's got to get snaps. But he's also your 40th guy. You know, he's also one of your 35 top guys. I mean, I you know, and, and the, the money is such, you know, they're paying these guys so much. And uh, it's almost like, you know, hey, just have a training camp and then go play. I mean, that's almost, I mean, if, if, the, preseason is, if the preseason is going to be like this, why have it? You know, right, and right. Uh, I can't blame any of these, and I can't blame any of these guys for not playing anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, 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 you know, and I, you know, and it's obviously it's a the game has changed. This is not the game. You know, it, it's funny. I did a story on Cedric Pearman when Cedric Pearman came off yeah, the yeah. bubble in that in that 2010 finale. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, uh, that was only nine years ago, but it seems like uh, you know it was like 80 years ago because. The starters actually played in that game. They actually played in suits. Yeah, right, right. You know? And it's just a different world. And, if, you know, you got to adjust. You know, you just, you just have to adjust. I mean, uh, when you get guys like Andrew Luck retiring at 29 hmm. because their bodies are beat up, you just can't, you know, you just you can't have your, uh, you know, you can't, you can't have your assets getting hammered. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Jeff. That's a. I think that's a, that's a down the pub topic, isn't it? Really, um, we could talk. Yeah, about I mean, that. I don't have a solution. No, no, no. That's the thing. That's the thing. I think, I don't I think everybody's in a tough spot. I think everybody. I mean, I would. You know, what I would do is, the fans don't seem to like it. No. So if they don't like it, so if they don't like it, then just have camp. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jeff. Let's 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 think about wrapping this up because I know that you have probably got articles to write, but. Um, lay sorry, on. I've sorry, I've gone on. Sorry, I've gone on and on. No, Please no, no, no. Sorry, we, we could that. listen to you all day. But so like uh, I'm giving a, 
feel, feel like I'm uh, putting the House of Commons to sleep. Sorry about that. Oh man, you'll have to go some to do that. I think. Um, um, are they even in session? I mean, geez, they're not in session, right? Oh, let's not go, let's not go down this route on the podcast, Jeff. Let's, <laughs> which let's, I didn't know could happen, by the way. Which well, was, nor did we. Which, but which there you go. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, a, anyway. Sure, 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 sorry sure. about that. It's football. This is a football podcast. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Jeff, right? Okay, you are known as the the mist, the most optimistic of, of Bengals writers. I think you 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 find yeah, a way to yeah. spin things optimistically, and that's I think a real skill. When sometimes when it comes to the Bengals, yeah. it has to be said. However, um, yeah. what are we looking at this season? Do you think there will be an improvement from the last two, or do you think there are two bigger two bigger holes left on the team in certain areas to kind of really make that? transition from well, you know, below average to kind yeah. of threatening the playoffs perhaps I know what you're saying can they get from can they get to nine and seven yeah that co- yeah exactly right yeah, yeah 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 and I and I you know if AJ hadn't got hurt I would say absolutely yeah because the division because the division is there for the taking because I think Dalton will do well in this scheme uh but I'm also I'm 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 optimistic uh, about the offense because I think they're going to use all these guys, you know. And so I think Mixon, I think Mixon is about to become a, uh, I think Mixon is is about to become a, he's going to become a top player in the league. Yeah. You know, I think you look at what, you know, look at what this scheme did with Gurley. I think he's and I think he's a better back than Gurley. Wow. Uh, I think Geo is going to be used. So I I just think they've got talent on offense outside of AJ. And I think they still have a shot at this thing because I think their offense can dictate what they do on defense. You know, I think mm-hmm. they can. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I I think they can really use a running game to help their defense. So that's why I think I. I that's why I still think nine nine wins is not out of the question. You know, it's not like they're playing the. Um, you know, the schedule is not a killer. Now they play on the road a lot. You know, and if they can get the if they can get the eight, you know, if they can get the four and four, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think they got a, you know, then they, then they get AJ back, and then they, you know, uh, they're in sync with, you know, they they got a better feel for the offense. Um, I think they figure out their linebacker situations. I I think it's a team that's going to improve uh, throughout the season. Will it be enough? I don't know, you know, tell me when AJ comes back and I'd sure. have a and I you know, and I would have a better idea. But I do think there's enough pieces on offense that that, that they can threaten people, you know, and yeah. will they, and I think they and I think they uh the system I I think and I believe in the system of what that what, what Zach brought brings from Los Angeles, yeah. the Sean McVay Rams, I mean I think that's a pretty pretty solid deal. And I think, you know, I look at guys like Mixon, I look at Bernard, I look at Eifert. I look at Boyd, you know, they are not void of talent, mm, mm. you know, and uh, like I say, the division is up, it's, the division is anybody's to ask, uh, Lamar Jackson hasn't prove, proven that he can throw it, um, uh, the guys in Cleveland, that guy, you know, he was, I mean, a year ago at this time, the head coach, you know, he was what, the assistant receivers coach, so... You know, now they had a great run. I'm not belittling him. They had a great run, but let's see him do it for the. Let's see them do it for yeah. the get go. Yeah, let's yeah. see if. Let's see if. 
Let's see if Beckman Mayfield can avoid a Twitter war. Yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> uh, and in Pittsburgh, I think everybody talks about losing Antonio Brown and and, and uh, Le'Veon Bell. How about losing that offensive line coach, Mike Munchak? He's yeah. the guy that took him out of the Morays five or six years ago. The fact they lost him, I think that's huge. Yeah. So I think everybody's dealing with something now. This club's dealing without AJ. So, like I said, I think it's a I think it's a nine and seven division first first one right, to first one yeah. to nine. Nine mm. wins, I think. And just uh, just to wrap it up, Jeff, uh, what's the latest on AJ? You tweeted out that he's still in a boot. Uh, is that yeah. is that because there's been a setback, or is that just because of of caution and the the rehab is going to to plan? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I don't think I haven't heard of a setback, hmm. uh, but I don't know. I don't. I never really heard anything. We never really heard anything, right? We. Uh, all that, all that blather that came out when he got hurt, you know, six to eight weeks, or you know, yeah. nobody ever really, you know, what's that mean? Is it six to eight weeks till the boot comes off? Is it six to eight weeks right, till, right, he re- right. till he runs? I mean, what, you know, what, so I think we're, well, we can clearly see he's probably not going to play since he hasn't surfaced on the rehab field. I don't see him playing for the next couple of weeks at least, mm. you know. And I would think we're looking at a, at, a, at least an October return, I guess. So you, but you, I, you, you know what? Oh. But that, you know what? They've been very, very cautious about saying anything. So yeah, if I right, say right. anything, it's just, it, it's just pure. Speculation. And anybody here, it's just pure speculation. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You know, I, I, you know, my hope is that he is on display for uh, for the good people of London. Uh, well, let's hope so, because that, that's at the end of October. And goodness, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would think he'd be back. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact, the one good sign was. That they didn't, you know, put him on IR return. They're going yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, to carry yeah. him on the roster. So that yeah. would that would tell me he'll be back. If he's not back at the end of September, he'd be back, I would think, early October. That's what well, I'm thinking. There's, but, that, there's, a know, certain, not, uh, there's a certain Monday night game in Pittsburgh on the 1st of October. Yes. So perhaps that's one to circle. Yeah. Um, Jeff, listen. Yeah, I'd like to have him for that. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, we uh, we could talk to you all night and all day, uh, but we can't because, um, well, we just can't, I'm afraid. Um, so I, well, the government would probably take me <laughs> off the air, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to say thanks until the next time. Um, as ever, you've been fantastic. And listen, have a great season, my friend, and we'll be reading your words and watching you and all sorts of things. Um, and, yeah, just have a great season, Jeff, and we appreciate the time. Well, you know... Uh, well, you know, you're going to be coming on my thing here in about a in about a month, hopefully. So oh no! We'll, uh, yeah. we'll have, you, uh, have you, we'll con- you guys on? Have you be, consulted our agents yet, or um, is this? <laughs> I mean, you know, we- <laughs> I think we're okay. I, I, I think we're all right. <laughs> all right. As far as I know, the FCC is still still exists. We're okay. Okay. Good. 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 Okay, Jeff. Thanks ever so much yes. for the time. It's good to talk to you as ever. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Thank Jeff. You, as really appreciate it, mate. Thank you, sir. Yeah, it was great fun. Thank you. Well, there we go. That was our old chum, Hobbers, and uh, what a delight. Uh, he's, he's got a good laugh, Jeff. I really like him. He's got good insight, good chat. Good chat. Yeah, good chap. Good, good chap indeed. Someone who could sit down and have a... I reckon, I reckon he's full of stories, that guy. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Get, have a beer with him, I think. A few he, beers he'd with Jeff. come out with some right old ding-dongs, would not he? Right, OK. We've... Um, uh, we've got lots, still lots to come. This is going to be a long episode, I think. I, we do apologise. Uh, we're just going to go through on our own preview now. Um, obviously, um, we do this every year, so let's go through them, shall we? Bengals at Seahawks. What are you saying, Nathan? I think we. I reckon we're going to get hammered. Really? Or we're going to sneak it. 
and it's going to be outrageous. Oh, well, you've got to pick one or two. I'm going to say we get hammered. All right, so Owen won. Yeah. I'm going to say Owen won as well. Yeah. Uh, 49ers at Bengals. I think we win that. One and one, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think we've got... That's, we have, if we don't win that, we mail it all in. <laughs> well, by week two. Oh, if if we go now. Owen two against the 49ers, I'm, right. I'm um, sending the mail. <laughs> Bengals at Bills, week three. See, I think oh, yeah, the Bills have drafted really well. Oh, I think we could do the Bills. I still, I think we're still comparable. <sighs> that's that's it's again a another d- big difficult game. One to I'm going to go two and one. I'm going to give us a benefit. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going one and two. Yeah, no fair at the Bills. Yes, and then the Monday night game in week four at the Steelers. See, I, think I, oh, I don't know. See, I don't know. See, I, 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 if if AJ was there, I'd be mad positive. I think Pittsburgh. Would be Really? I think Roethlisberger's getting well old now. Yeah, he's, yeah. Everyone's forgetting that. He's getting well older, Geezer. Brown, you know, Bell. They've lost a lot of talent there. They've still got that offensive line there. Tomlin though. got a ton of flackers. I know they've got a line. They lost that. You could put them like Jeff's about Munchek going. <laughs> but they still got the players. I reckon Zach Taylor might be the monkey off her back. I'm going to be outrageous here. And I definitely see two Bud Lights. I'm going to say we go <laughs> three and one. Three and one. I'm going one and three. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bengals at home to Cardinals. See, I think shockingly we'll lose that. I, I think we'll, we'll get that. a bit of steam under our three and two. I'm saying I'm going two and three. Okay, I th- it just depends how Murray, yeah, you know, settles in. Yeah. He's got uh, some good young players there, but you fancy us though at home against. Yeah, you him, should. But I think that's a game we could lose. Right, so you're three and two. Yeah, and I'm two and three. Uh, Ra- uh, Bengals at Ravens. I think we lose that. See, we always play play the Ravens tough. Yeah, but Marvin used to have a thing with the Ravens, didn't he? He's tying there and stuff. I'm going to go three and three. I think the Ravens, but Harbaugh's such a good coach. I'll go two and four. Okay. Uh, Bengals at home to the Jags. Jags are a funny team. Nick Foles. Really, you should win. Leonard Fournette back. That defence. I'm going to go three and four. Three and four? Yeah. I'm going to go... Three and four as well. I think we'll win that. I think we'll edge that one. Yeah. Okay, the Wembley game. Bengals at Rams. I think we get hammered. I think I'd be really disappointed. I I, I mean, I I hope we win that, obviously. But that's a big, big step, that is. You get Zach Taylor. I think we'll lose, but I think that's going to be a heck of a game. Hopefully. I I do think it's going to be a heck of a game. I think three and five. I think think Zach Taylor will obviously know him. Sean McVay will know Taylor. It'll be a very interesting exciting. Three and five. Hopefully Green's back for that because we really want to be going full guns on. So hold on, what have I said? I can't remember what I said already. (laughs) Owen one, one and one, one and two, one and three, two and three, two and four, three and four, three and five. Both of three and five, right. So uh, Bengals at home to the Ravens after the bye week. Three and six. I'm going four and five. I think we'll win that at home. Yeah. Raiders away. I think we might steal that. I think the Raiders could be bad this year. I think they'll be five and five. Four and six, I'm going to say. Five and five for me. Yeah. Bengals at home to the Steelers. I'm going to home win for that one, baby. I think we're losing at four and seven. Six and five. Bengals at home to the Jets. I think five and seven. I think we get a beat the Jets. Seven and five for me, that is. I think we win that game. Seven and five, yeah, okay. Okay, Bengals at Browns. I think we lose that one. Yeah, I'm going to go five and eight, yeah. What did I say? Seven and six. Uh, Bengals at home to the Patriots. No. Five and nine. Seven and seven. For me, we lose that one. Yeah. Uh, Bengals at Dolphins. 
Well, we should win that. I think we'll lose that one. Yeah. Weirdly. I just think it's one of those weird games that I think we will lose that one. Okay, I'm going to go win this. That's a six and nine for me. I can't remember what I said. Seven seven and eight. And then Bengals at home to the Browns. No, I think we lose that as well. I think I'm going to go in at about six and ten. I think that's I'm going. I think we'll win that game, so I'm going eight and eight. Okay. Which I think, I mean, that's, I'm being a bit doom and gloom there. I think this year, I think Cahal said it really well on his thing. I think, you know, there's no shame in going five or six wins this season. There's no shame at all. Rookie head coach, we're in a period of transition. There's no shame in that if it sets us up well. If there's positives and we're saying, yeah, we're making strides, we're liking the play. I think six wins would almost be like, okay, you know, that's not well, terrible. I think, well, it would match last year, obviously. But I yeah. think it's the it's the way we play this year that Bengals fans will be most interested in. I think we're going to be actually quite a fun team to watch on I hope so. I think there's going to be some big chunk players on offence. I hope so. I think our weaknesses will will put pay to a winning season, I think. Yeah. But I think there's, like Jeff said, there's enough talent on this roster to kind of get things going. You know, we'll see John Ross flash occasionally. We'll see AJ back and hopefully kind of get into it. I do genuinely, I know everyone's saying it, I do think Mixon's going to have a really good year. And I think uh, Bernard, you know, just look at the way Gurley plays in that system. You know, um, I just, the defensive line, great. Defensive backfield, great. Um, It's just the offensive line and the linebackers for me. So I think it's going to be, for me, it's going to be really inconsistent. We could go, like you say, 6 and 10, 7 and 9. There's a few games in there that, you know, I have no idea which way they're going to swing. But um, I just think it's all about how we play this year. We, us fans, want to see some exciting football. And that's not just sort of chucking it 60 yards down the field. Well, don't, don't, couldn't do that anyway, frankly. But, um, you know, we want to see exciting, big chunk plays. And I think we'll get that from Mixon. I think we'll get that from, from Tyler Board and John Ross and people like that. You know, um, I like the boldness. I think Zach Taylor's going to be bold. I think situationally we're going to be better this year, much better. Do you, do you think that Taylor's in a tough spot? Because I feel like he's got a roster that's not one that's a young roster that he's shaping and building and that he's, you know, had a couple of drafts to mould or he's, you know, got all these picks that he's brought into the side and a rookie quarterback. He's got a older duo of quarterback wide receiver in Dalton and Green mm. he's got ageing star players on defence in Atkins and Dunlap he's obviously got Lawson as sort of in Bates there's a couple of pieces there but it's yeah. not it's not your typical rebuild project from no, the start lots of young players there's well, still it- enough talent last year when we did our season review, not one person, and there was about 20 people that came in and said what they thought, not one person, including you and I, said we'd go lower than 8-8. Eight and eight. That was the kind of, you know, and all the you know all the analysts and the media and the talking heads said, yeah. especially inside the Bengals, perhaps not in the national media, but they were saying, look, you know, this team could win a lot of games. It's a playoff team. We think we could do it. You know, who knows? There was real optimism. And that team this year is not wholly different to the team before. Well, I, I think it's interesting because it, we were basically saying exactly the same same things that we're saying this year that we were saying them last year the offensive line's a big problem linebackers are a big problem we were saying exactly those things last yeah, year yeah 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 but the difference this year i think there's actually quite a lot of pressure on um on Zach Taylor he's come out and spoken a really good game i think a very good game yeah but the roster is pretty much the same aside from a few 
changes here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the linebackers are pretty much the same. Yeah. There's a bit of change on the offensive line. Whether that's for the better, I don't know. But yeah. But elsewhere, it's pretty much there's been a few additions on the on the defensive line, but it was still Glasgow, Lawson, Hubbard, Atkins, Atkins, yeah, yeah. Willis. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we've got a few new. You know, even on the wide receivers, we've got you know, apart from say, yeah, um, Damien Willis, Willis yeah, and yeah. Pharaoh Cooper. Yeah, it's still not probably they're not going to be roles. huge. Exactly, but Willis might depending on how yeah. he goes. Who knows? Yeah, but it's pretty much the same roster. So it is down to this coaching staff to get. To, it's all about scheme. Yeah. It is all about scheme. It's all about man management, and it's all about getting more out of those players than Marvin did. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's interesting because it's like for Taylor, he wants to. We we're saying this year, will we take six wins? Will we take a positive six win season? It's like, well, you might do if you had a Kyler Murray at quarterback and you had a couple of young wide receivers. You might take a young sort yeah. of let's hope for it. I mean, yeah, you you'd forgive that, wouldn't you? Of course you would. But with the team he's got. It's it's a very odd situation because at the end of this season, if we win six games, but it looks good and it's quite exciting, then you've got a Dalton's really gone, well. That's it, what I mean. Then you've got a very difficult situation because then you're almost starting again next year, which is a but weird. The, sort yeah, of, it is, but it, that's the way, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just I feel I feel not not bad for Zach Taylor because he's inherited a good quarterback in Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. But he's it, I think the team itself, from a sort of uh, very much a sort of like. Uh, theoretical standpoint is what very much at a crossroads yes. of where do we go? Are we yeah. rebuilding or are we saying we still got a chance? And I don't think the head office has made that choice. But I think I think it's, well. it's difficult when you have got so many good, good bits of talent. It is a balancing act because you want to keep replenishing that talent with yeah. new young players, but keep the the core of good players. Yeah. But then it's knowing the right time to kind of get rid of those. That core of veteran players, yeah, and, and I think the time the might just them. be approaching yeah, that yeah, time. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. Anyway, so I think it's going to be an interesting season. I mean, I mean, a new coach, a new coaching staff. It might all go completely. That's the other thing as well. Is the young coaching staff. You've it got, might go completely. New, new DC, <laughs> new be, OC, new O. It might be. It might coach. be a three and thirteen, four and twelve season. But yeah. I don't know. I just get the feeling that. There's going to be some fun moments in this season. I yeah. think it, we might be a good team to watch, I think. Yeah, but so, we'll see. certainly. And I think that's why Mike Brown and the the team said for Zach Taylor, he's a young guy, he's an offensive guy. I think that's what the fans have needed. Marvin, very conservative, defensive, you know, head coach. They've gone for the transition. If it, Like you said, if it falls on its face and we win 2-1-0 games. Yeah, if it does fall on its fine, face, but you we, better but watch out for a blow-up at we, the end of the season. Yeah, but we very much said... That's what we wanted and we've been given it. And yeah, that's yeah, what absolutely. both of us have said the whole off-season is, let's see what happens. Yeah. Right, uh, back to our little uh, kind of predictions from you guys out there. We've got three more Bengals UKers, so let's bring them in. So there we go, another mixed bag there, really. Uh, some expecting a tough one. Sam there uh, expecting a winning season. You heard Rory Daniels at RJ Daniels NFL. Uh, he writes. Uh, he writes for Stripe Hype. Um, Andrew Dockerall at Dockers seventy seven, and uh, Sam Anger uh, at Sam underscore Anger. We couldn't do this without Sam taking part. So there's another three. Another three mixed bag there. Uh, yeah, Andrew. very mixed bag. And I appreciate the sexy voice comment there, Sam. Eh? Well, there you go. There's uh, Sam. It's a right accent scan there. The Yorkshire accent, the Sheffield accent. There you go. You know what I mean? Mixed bag, but. Is interesting. I, no one going either nine and seven. I've seen. 
which would be a madness. Well, Sam just went nine and seven. No, I said higher than nine oh, and seven. Oh, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Coming it out would. Coming out at 11 well, and five. Uh, wouldn't it be know. great? Anyway, we've got some correspondence. We're going to crack on with this as quickly as we can. Phil Hatton at Bengal Blue Boy. Best bet. Bengals plus 9.5 versus Seattle Evens. To win that game, obviously. Yep. Uh, Bengals win the division 20 to 1. Bengals Super Bowl win 125 to 1. Before we decide, uh, Martin Greer has uh, there's a couple of questions about this. Martin Greer at Martin Greer says, just a reminder, Bengals are 21 in various bookies to win the AFC North. £10 covers your food and beer for the playoff game. Uh, Kieran Thurwell at Kieran Thurwell. Hello, Kieran. Uh, I remember you from the uh, meet-up there. Um, oh, how yeah. do you rate the Bengals' chances amongst this list? And he lists a few teams that are around us. I'm not saying I think we'll win the division, but I do think 20-1 to 1 seems too big when all, two, all four fill, when all four teams have question marks. So what you're saying, Nathan? I think that twenty to one bet is the Easily. best bet. Easily, one hundred and twenty-five to. We're not going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think. I think that'd be a huge, outrageous, more so than one hundred and twenty-five to one. Nine and a half against Seattle on the road. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like to call that at evens. I, I wouldn't feel confident on that. Twenty to one for the division, definitely. And I think what like people have said, the, the AFC North's not. You're not going in there with. Taking. But we're not going in there with the LA Rams in our division or the Patriots or someone like that. That's almost like a nailed on, you know, team to win it. I think Cleveland, like I've said before, hugely overrated. You know, a lot of hype built up perfectly for a soap opera collapse. I think the Ravens and the Steelers are going through a transition period themselves. Mm. Older, you know, veterans, Lamar Jackson's, and you know, not played a lot of football before. Question marks around him. Big Ben's getting older. I think the twenty two ones are bang. I'm gonna, I need to put it on. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to definitely stick a maybe a score on it. I think. All right, Jamie at Trequart Beaster Skyline or Gold Star. I've never tried either. Disgraceful confession. I can't remember. Whatever was at the airport, I tried a vegetarian one. And it wasn't awful, although it made the flight home uh, a little bit windier (laughs) than I anticipated. And plus the cheese. We could talk about American cheese for a long time. There's a big article out on the BBC website about American cheese and whether we've got it all wrong. But if you have cheese... I mean, what? I mean, cheese. I'm using that in a, in a kind of the loosest possible term. Yeah, weird. It's, like it's, it's kind of stuff, radioactive right? orange plasticky stuff yeah, that they kind of melted. and mounds mounds of it. It yeah. looks like a head of hair that you're eating. Yeah, this sort of strange. Mate, I've just been in Italy this week, so don't talk to me about cheese. I feel oh, like my cholesterol's don't. gone through the roof, son. <laughs> so whatever, I've tried it and it wasn't awful. The chili side of it was wasn't. Which awful. one did you have? Gold stuff. I can't. Or? Whatever was at the airport, I can't oh, remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need sh- to try. I need to get over there. But they have it on chips. Do they? No, they have it on spaghetti, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they have it, this mound of cheese on top. It's the weirdest thing. Mm. But it's not awful, though. Oh, OK. Uh, what are your hopes for the UK fan base this year? Uh, for me, I, we've got something out to tell you a little bit later. Um, I just hope we carry on growing and hopefully the Wembley games will give us another kickstart. We've done some incredible things. You know, the beer thing was a great stunt and mm. we've got some more meetups sort of maybe planned. Obviously, everything's going to be concentrated on on the um, the Wembley game because obviously people have got to afford, you know, 
Yeah. That's, that's the thing that they're going to be saving up the money for. They're going to be staying in a hotel. They're going to come down. But we will do another couple of meetups, I think. We've got some initiatives sort of planned. Uh, how is I think, Na- I think Bengal's swimsuit calendar. Watch this space. Okay. We Almost need some like nominees for some months. Okay. We've got Duncan penned in for September. Hello. Sam for February. So, oh, you know, anyone uh, else that wants to fill some spots, okay. let me know. How is Nathan's prediction of Sheffield United finishing bottom of the Premier League doing? <laughs> That's something that you can take up with Jamie separately, I'm sure. Uh, James Fox at James Fox 1981 says, Good to have you back, guys, with a big thumbs up. And it's nice to be back, James. Uh, Duncan Yeadon at Slam Dunk the Funk. I'm Solid thinking handle. we go 8-8 eight and eight this season. Transition period discuss. We just have, Duncan, and I agree with you, my friend. Oh, we've got to say some commiserations to Duncan for Berry FC. Well, yeah, if you haven't American Loyal listeners... Loyal Berry fan, Duncan. Le- American listeners, uh, Google Berry FC, Berry as in B-U-R-Y, and you'll see the whole shocking story in front of your eyes. And definitely, what a what a horrid thing. Yeah. Um, the bad side of sport there. Uh, at Shawnee01, uh, that's Sean from uh, the West Midlands. Nothing to say, but looking forward to another great season with you guys. Even when we're shits, it's still a great crack. I think that's it, isn't it? <laughs> that's a good way of summing this up, isn't it? And I think, uh, you know, uh, I think that's. I just think that's yeah, it as sports fans. Yeah. That's what I mean. Fans want to see a bit of fun it's on the field. It's a good entertaining sport, isn't it? All round, the whole yeah. value of the tailgating, the podcast, yes, the yes. fantasy football. It's a good crack. Right, Stu Davis at Dutch Bath. Um, Solid handle. <laughs> now, Stu, you've changed your handle there, haven't you? You have, you have. Uh, it's good to hear from you again, mate. How many games will we get out of Eifert this year? I, th- I think he's going to go the full 16 if he's used correctly. Yeah, I do as well, yeah. But I don't um, think he'll be play. I think he'll be limited to 20 snaps a game, maybe, or something silly. 20? Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, less than that, maybe 10. Depends. Yeah. They'll just use him situationally. There's another question about that. How many out of AJ? It just depends. I think he might be back for that Steelers oh, game on a Monday night. No, I reckon he's going to go there. I reckon he might only be in for six or seven games okay. or something. Could it be the end for Green, the Green-Dalton partnership at last? I think this might be our last Could, year for both of them. Oh, for both of them. What a way I for feel, both of them. Wow. 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 It depends how we We have do. another question. We have another question. Bobby Hart, and he finishes saying, Bobby Hart, Why? Well, as you say, Bobby Hart is looking like probably the best tackle on the team at the do, moment. Do you know what? And we've got to remind our listeners of this. Paul and I had a bet at the end of last season that if Alden Tate and Bobby Hart made the Pro Bowl, we would do an episode, <laughs> start bollock naked. And I tell you what, it's on the track. state of the line, Bobby Hart's looking like, like I said earlier, he looks like your Rolls Royce on that line Absolutely, at the minute. Yeah. And Alden Tate, by all accounts, is looking a, pretty smart. So, we, you know, we, if the odds have maybe gone from 1,000 to 1, down to 800, son. So. Okay. Uh, Ollie Iverson at Quite Severe Hook. Uh, I'm going to give that a solid handle. Give me some hope, please. Um, well, I think we have a little bit. I think it is going to be a fun Carl season. Carl Lawson, Jesse Bates. Go on, say it. Say him. Say the name. Say the name. Go Ooh. on, do it. Joe Mixon, say it, Nathan. No, Go not on. Sam Mixon. I, I, I think he's going to struggle. I think I think Jeff Hobson <laughs> is bang on when he's talking about Bernard. I think that Zach Taylor's going to mix it up a bit. And I think Mixon's a great, talented running back, but that line he's going to struggle to run behind. If you look at anything to do that preseason, that line has got to give the poor geezer some holes to run in. Yeah, so yeah. I think we've got to get through we'll that first. We'll we've got yeah, these young quarterbacks. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Townsend at Andrew Townsend 2. Hello, Andrew. 
How will the Bengals work the tight end room? Can you see Eifert or Sample getting more snaps? With Uzumar probably playing the most. Also, which rookie will have the biggest impact? Blimey. That's a okay. good question. Um, I think I'd like the tight end room. I think um, I think Uzumar is get your de facto start. He's a good player. He's your de facto starting tight end. I yeah, think. he's a good player. And they'll swap in Eifert situationally. They yeah. won't go crazy with him. You'll see a lot of Eifert down in the I'll red zone. I'll see Eifert some screens, potentially. Yeah, maybe. And I think Sample, he's the one... I think it actually could be quite a crucial player for us. I think he's going to bolster that line for his blocking. I, that's the plan, I think. Yeah, yeah, true. And I think he's going to, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how he fits in. Who's going to be the biggest? Ugh, Pratt, easily. Could be Pratt, yeah. It's I mean, got it to be, be. Um, We need him to Well, be. Damien Willis is starting, you know. I mean, who knows? But you've got to say Pratt. And we Pratt will need, get like the most opportunity to play, I think. Like Andrew Do- like Docker said, absolutely, we need him to be. Um, Philip Yearly at Pip Boy 3000. This season feels like we have seen our starters the least compared to previous one. What's the thoughts on the season to what you have seen? Um, we looked good at turning the ball with special teams, but penalties seem to curse us. Do you think this will improve? Well, it has to. You know, yes, they did start off with a lot of penalties, but they got penalties better. Rampant in the preseason. But they got they? better. They yeah. did get much the, better. I think the line judges almost. Deliberately, and it, and it goes back to your point it. about you know the start. I just starters not being like Mixon hardly played, Bernard mm. hardly played, Boyd was in and out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Dalton was in. I just, I just think that as soon as AJ went down, they just kind of said, "Look, yeah, we agree. just cannot let this happen to Mixon or when all our best players." Yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Because uh, Atkins didn't play that much, you know. So I think it was just, I mean, it's an indictment on, on the state of pre-season football, really. Um, I the, think it's reached its end. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Bianco Verde at uh, Bianco Verde. Solid handle. Uh, another season of hopefully hopefully excitement and possibly disappointment is nearly here. Really hard to know how this year is going to play out for us. My gut tells me we'll lose more than we'll win as we are a team in transition and it will take more than one draft to fix us. That said, he Fair goes point. on, he's, he's cracking, he doesn't finish there. If we could select our strongest team, I think we could be quite good. Not convinced by the OL or the linebacker situation. I think the wide receiver group looks decent and Mixon could have a big year. Interesting quarterback group too. Zach Taylor needs time to build and we know he'll get it. Peter Dadswell at Dadders, recording recording from the iconic Wembley Stadium. We're not in the equally iconic sewing room. Interviewing current and legendary former players. Interviewing current head coach. All much more than most Bengal-specific pods broadcasters. Uh, their own branded beer and, of course, unforgettable song creations. What more must at Hooday underscore UK do to get Twitter verified? The blue tick. The campaign needs to start here. Uh, well, like kind that. words, Dadders. Um, I think I don't think uh, Twitter do the blue tick anymore, do they? They yeah, do. Do they? Yeah, yeah. They did. They issue them. Maybe we should have a word on. I don't know. Uh, but thank you very much, Pete. Um, yeah, it's kind words, son. Uh, Ross at Dalton to AJ. Give a shout out to my newborn Blake. Not after. Not named after Blake Bortles. Three weeks old and already the biggest Bengals fan. Absolutely, Ross. Massive shout out. Uh, massive shout out to you and your partner. And of course, little Ro- uh, little Blake who. Comes into a world Blake's full good of name. full it's a of solid name. Blake. Solid name. Um, comes into a world full of optimism and uh, hope, 
And Got to get him a little jersey to get up. Absolutely. Uh, we wish you guys well, Ross. Yeah, uh, all the best to you and your family. Warrior at Warrior Nate 99. A solid handle. Question for the podcast. The wife and I may need new game jerseys for London, so we go Colour Rush uh, because that was the news today. Uh, they're going to be playing in a Colour Rush uniform at Wembley, which is that's uh, massive. It's my favourite kit, so I think Beautiful. that's amazing. So, which numbers do we get? I don't know. Up to you guys. I mean, <laughs> all right, son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you I calm didn't, yourself down. Yeah. Um, I don't know what numbers should they get. Uh, you got to go safe number, isn't you? Because you, well, you can't go You can't go Dalton and Green for me. Well, uh, there's another couple of guys talking about the Colour Rush. The fact that they bought perfect numbers. Yeah, exactly. And. Um, I, who's, who's a good player that's like going to probably be around for a couple of years? Well, the thing is, Jesse, I, Jesse I, Bates, not the sexiest thing. But I'd go like, like a popular number, like an 80 or an 81 or a 7 or yeah, a you got to have, have a player, though, wouldn't you? you got, not necessarily. You could have your own name on the back. That, yeah, that's the way to get around though. it. I kind of quite like that. I used to get away with that lovely with Carson Palmer. Well, yeah. Because exactly. when he left, I was like, well, it's my surname. <laughs> but no, you got, I don't know. Like, who's, it's a good, good question, actually. Maybe I'd go like... It's hard now because if you go out of Green and Dortney, you're like natural star players. Carlos Dunlap, probably. 96. That's a good number. Yeah. Dunlap's a good player. He's a good geese. We've had him on this podcast. Yeah. Good yeah. laugh. Hopefully be around a couple, at least a couple of years, get your yeah, money's yeah, worth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Probably yeah, would end his shout. career in Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Mixon if you like, if you like him. Yeah, you'll go, you'll be going for Mixon, won't yeah, you? Will, yeah, will, <laughs> um, yeah. Gio, I'll go Gio. Yeah, I'll go say. Gio He's top well. lad. Yeah. Um, Right, and that's it for now. Thank you for all your correspondence. We can obviously be reached at uh, at Houday underscore UK on Twitter and uh, Bengals UK on Facebook. Obviously, you know, we're going to need all the... We're going to have to stick together, uh, listeners, throughout the season. It's the only way we're going to be able to get through this in one piece, I think, emotionally and physically. And uh, so keep on chatting to us and we'll be chatting back to you guys um it's time for our third little compendium of uh bengals fans who are chatting about what they think uh, and what they're looking forward to uh the season so let's hear them talk out of their mouths there you go uh final uh three there and i th- we yeah i should just give credit uh we had rosie meredith at rosie underscore may 16 peter dadswell at dadders and uh, jamie rowe at trequart beaster now um i've been quite impressed with those i mean i know nine is only a sort of a small sample size there but uh those guys you know seem pretty realistic they're not yeah, going yeah. nuts with the hype or whatever they seem to think you know we're gonna we're gonna struggle at times, and um, but there's gonna be some moments where five and eight wins is basically where everyone's going. Five yeah. and nine, sorry, everyone's nothing five over and nine, nine, as no- you said, nothing under five, which is um, which is good. Yes, absolutely. Right, let's just talk real quick about the Seattle game. You, I think we both said they're going to lose, but I will say this about. I mean, we've had a bit of uh, correspondence about the Seattle game. John Schneider fan at BTJ Ward. How who is a, who is a Seattle fan that follows us? How are you feeling about the first game, boys? Especially with the trade. My main concern as a Seahawks fan is our lack of depth at wide receiver. Um, I'm hoping that many change. I hoping that may change prior to Sunday. And Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. The Seahawks have a rather handy D line, especially with Clowney just added and their noisy stadium. Can our threadbare O-line get through this game solidly with the help of a crafty game plan? 
Interesting point from the first gentleman that tweeted in about Seattle's wide receiver issues. I was looking at that the other day. They are decimated. They've got a few yeah. injuries. They've got a few, you know, it's not the most prolific unit in the world. They've got Tyler Lockett, obviously, that spearheads it. But that to me, it's like Russell Wilson. I, I love Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's great. I, isn't I, he? If he's I great. had to pick another quarterback from around the league to be our quarterback, I'd probably pick Russell Wilson. I think he's fantastic. I think he will make the best of that with a poor unit. And I like their elite running, quarterbacks I like, can. Yes, and I like I like Chris Carson and I like Rashad yeah. Penny. Uh, their def- their defense is amazing. But I will say this: Zach Taylor has just come from the LA Rams, yes, and the Rams yes, yes. always always play the Seahawks hard. Yeah. And they even when the Jeff Fisher days, you know, they they used to always, or not pretty much always used to beat them, um, and you know they had some ding dongs with Zach Taylor's the Rams. What I will say again, also, is that you look at how much the play action was used in the preseason, and Jeff said they were actually pretty vanilla in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we could see some really funky things on on Sunday, and that is how you keep that defense. You know, in between that sort of like, are we coming or are we going? Where we, you know, they Clown don't know where to I won't know the system inside out. Inside no, out. no, he but, won't play a full game. No. I'll be surprised. But people like KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that's what I mean. In team, in yeah. the in the in the linebacking yeah, core, they've got an excellent linebacking core. But play action is the way to get them. I, you've got to get him biting. You've yeah. got to get him biting. That, that game's then, got to get mix and going early, haven't we? We've just got yeah. to get him. If we can even get him out of the blocks, five yards, six yards, first downs, five yards, eight yards, get those first downs in to set them up. Because, you know, you take AJ away, it's a lot of pressure on Boyd. It's a lot of pressure on Uzama. It's a lot of pressure on that O-line to open the gaps on Dalton. But if we can... If we can come out of the blocks firing and give them a good game on the road, even if we don't win, if we can give them a good game and it comes down to within sort of five points, that'll be a win for us. You know what I mean? We just can't afford to get hammered, I don't think. I think from a confidence standpoint and from all the stuff that us fans are excited about, if we went in there and got handed a 25-plus point loss and it was ugly, I think that really you know, put a few people down. But I I think we'll do all right. I think I think we'll do all right. I think it's going to be a very tough game. I don't think you really could have that many more difficult games going on the road to Seattle week one. No. You know, we've got a few issues there, but let's just see what happens. If we were to win it, it would be absolutely monumental. It'd be a huge shock, and I think it could really set the team on a fantastic Yeah, I, Yeah, I agree. I, I'm just going to be really interested to see what formations they use. They could use a uh, 12-personnel grouping with... Two tight ends, you know. Twelve th- personnel. Yeah, you know, there's like the ten and there's the eleven and twelve and whatnot. But it's like two tight ends. If they if they can use sample to bolster that 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 offensive mm. line, that's going to be big. I think he might have a real role to play. And I think if they can get that play action going and get the linebackers yeah, yeah, biting, yeah. then they might be able to find some space in that middle area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. It's going to be difficult to run against the Seahawks, actually. Yeah. So um, I wonder whether Dalton's going to have a decent day because I think our receivers, even without AJ, they've got a chance of making some headway against that Seahawks secondary. Um, it just it just depends on whether Dalton can get that ball out quickly. I think our defence is a big ask as well. Going up against yeah. Russell Wilson, that's going to be... Well, you know what you we've know, always been like with... Uh, can we stop the run? Has that been fixed? And I think that's going to be a big yeah, thing, well, especially with the linebackers. You know, If Penny and Carson are getting through the first four, are, yeah. are those linebackers yes. going to stop them for two or are they going to get six? You know, That's going to be the thing. 
Right, uh, we're coming up to about an hour and a half now, so it is. A, I told you it was going to be a bumper one. Um, we have one th- uh, one bit of news to tell you that um, from this Sunday we're going to be starting something called the Bengals UK Online Tailgate. Uh, so check us out on Twitter. An hour before each game starts, we're going to be introducing this new initiative to unite Bengals fans uh, online before each game. Uh, because let's face it, we don't get to go to a tailgate. We get to sit in a dark room and, you know, eat eat uh, nachos out of a bag uh, in our pants. So um, we're gonna we're gonna try and unite people. We're gonna have our own online tailgate. We're gonna be seeing what people are wearing, what people are drinking, what people are eating, what people are doing. Uh, we're gonna be corresponding. I want to see what people are wearing in their in their pants. Eating well, exactly. Out yeah. bag. <laughs> but you know that. what I mean, though. With that, yeah, that's exciting, our big it? new thing yeah, for yeah, the yeah. season. Uh, so every every season, an hour before kickoff. We're going to be opening the online tailgate. Uh, we want lots of interaction with fans. Uh, we want to find out how you watch games, how you celebrate touchdowns, and all the rest of it. We'll be, we'll be actually hearing from from the bomb squad and and uh, Bengal Jim's tailgate as well at home games. So there's lots to look forward to, and that's going to kick off at eight o'clock this Sunday. So. Um, so yeah, watch out for that. The Bengals What's UK. What's the hashtag, Sam? Well, it's probably going to. We'll figure it out, but I think it's going to be hashtag Bengals UK online tailgate. It's a long one. It is, but you know, what about I, just Bengals UK tailgate. We might as well have online. Or big Paul's sexy tailgate. <laughs> there you go. I think we'll stick with that one. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's cool, though, isn't it? Get everyone involved. Yeah. Get everyone. Get a few good pictures of people with a beer in their hand. Uh, yeah. Good food. You yeah. know. We get... want to hear from you guys. Well, how you watch games? That's yeah, what yeah. we're gonna do. Um, so that's more or less it, really. Um, now, um, if you follow me on my personal Twitter, and you know me in real life, you know that this month has been pretty tough for me and my family my my dad died a few weeks ago which is why um we haven't been able to do uh, the podcast and um so uh, i'm going to dedicate the final song to my dad and uh, which is very a, a weird thing to say he often didn't have a clue what podcasts were he asked me whether i was being paid for it <laughs> uh, and obviously i'm not uh, Cincinnati Bengals organisation if you're out there I am open to uh, being paid for this anyway uh, no um, and uh, as many times as I tried to tell him what a podcast was he wasn't that interested and just stuck to Sky Sports so dad um, I miss you and uh, this one's for you and it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation <laughs>